Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Our favorite time of the week. High school sweethearts turned married couple with two kids. Join us for a conversation on life, parenting, marriage, and more. Welcome to Close Enough. That's about where we need to be. Hello. Welcome back. <laughs> Close enough. Take 22. A little rusty after taking we, a week yeah, off. Yeah, we took a week off and Gary struggling over there. I don't know that I'm struggling. Are you struggling? <laughs> okay, one of us is sitting beside controls and in front of a computer. The know, other no, one is sitting in a lounge here. chair. I don't know. It is zero doing. gravity lounge chair. Listen, relaxing. We want to be a professional podcast. <laughs> we want to be a beacon of light and hope for families and parents and couples. Okay, I and absolutely aspiring comedians. don't want to be a light to anyone. <laughs> wow, we, we're really not on the same page with our goals here. A beacon of light? Mm-hmm. I don't need that pressure. I could be like... How about we can be I'm more of a I'm a nightlight kind of person. Emotion sensor light, if you will. I we don't want to be, be on all the time. Uh, family influencers. <laughs> what? Who's that one family? <laughs> As Abby's phone tells her it's bedtime. <laughs> I have an alarm tells me to go to bed. We are on a roll, guys. <laughs> thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with us for a hundred and twenty plus episodes. That's awesome. As we churn these out, one day. Do you ever think like so we? We get um we don't do interviews. Like we we've had our friends on from occasion, but we've had like several PR firms reach out to us. And this last one I read to you was like it was a husband wife uh counselor <laughs> who would teach you n- how not to argue in your relationship. And I'm like that's inevitable. Was like, it how not like absolutely how to avoid arguing, or was it like how to not argue like a certain I, way? I don't know. I watched somebody on TikTok and but, they talk about their like I don't even know how to explain. Like you all, have you all ever listened to our show? Like this is a legit person <laughs> or public relations company. <laughs> Where's this going? Like have you all listened to our podcast? Like we've never interviewed anybody of other than our friend group, right? We've had and that not even. Like Jason Ellis is legit the only one who's been on the on the close enough podcast with a microphone. With a microphone, with us, yeah. yeah. We want to change that. We want to like we owe Philip Smith. He has been a ride 100%. or die. Philip Smith, you are a bad mama jamma. I love you. I love your family. I love what you're doing in life. Yeah, we so, we've got to get we've. But listen, if you saw, if you were looking at what I'm looking at, it would be weird if you were sitting across the table from me because there's Christmas decorations and it's a. Abby says on spring break we're going to clean this this mofo up. Also, I'm going to preface this: I've had a little bourbon. <laughs> You're a little chatty, and it, I am chatty. I'm excited. I Good. love doing this. I do too. 
So I, I get it's hard when we have to miss and the Ides of March are coming upon us. What are the Ides of March? I feel like that's a Roman thing. C- Caesar, beware of the Ides of March. One of my one of like my side, my side um, interest is dictators. And Julius Caesar was one of the the dictators that I listened to, and I. It was fascinating to me, like he shagged old um, what's her name from Egypt, Cleopatra. Cleopatra, shagged her. Shagged her. <laughs> she was like married to her brother or something. It was weird. I- <laughs> and then like maybe one of his illegitimate sons killed him. Brutus, mm-hmm. probably one of his kids. Is that pretty well known? Mm-hmm. Well, I never, so, spoiler, this is bad. I did not get into a Shakespeare class in college, and that's like the typical English major thing to do, mm-hmm. is to take one Shakespeare class. So, for whatever reason... Willie Shakespeare? Yep. I saved it for, like, my junior... Like, I had it very specifically lined out. It was a fall class. I saved it for this one particular time slot. It wasn't offered. I ended up taking Chaucer instead. You had to like take the a, Canterbury Tales. Yes, I had to back in the day. So when I think of Canterbury myself. Tales, I think of Don't Judge Me, Peter Cat- Rabbit. I thought you were going to say Cadbury X. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Canterbury Tales. I don't know. I don't even know what the Canterbury Tales are. Yes, you do. I you read know. it. Our senior year, you were in the same class as me. I was not in the same class as you. You weren't in AP? mm Oh. I was just in regular old P. <laughs> For English. <laughs> I thought for sure you read that with us. No. Anyway, I had to record my voice reading something in Old English and turn it in. Did, and did, side note, did you ever drink Old English 800 malt liquor? Mm-mm. The only I, malt liquor I ever drank was... St. Ives? Nope. My pappy's malt liquor. When we went camping in the backyard, when we were youngsters, um, we got oh, into pappy's. Old English 800, because that's my brand. Which Drinking in a that? bottle 40 corridor can. Is that malt liquor? I don't even know what that was. Hang on. It had the bowl on it. I don't. Colt 45. That's what I know about malt liquor. Malt liquor bull logo. Oh, Schlitz. Schlitz? Schlitz. That just sounds like a dirty word. I shouldn't we, say. I, true story. <laughs> yeah, Schlitz. We God, bought we- a case of Schlitz for six bucks or something. I took it to Florida. Rob Johnson drank all of it. Ran into a pool, cut his foot while Matt Stokes and I were at Daytona International Speedway. Rob hadn't been there for, Rob drove my brand new car down mm-hmm. and hadn't been there for two hours and already called needing band-aids while we were there. Okay. Like we drove down to Daytona. We went to a race. We went to the Pepsi 400. It's like the Coca-Cola 600 or something. Now I don't know. Anyway, we go back to the racetrack the next day and just Stokes and I just chilling and I get a phone call on my next tail cell phone. Boop. And they're like, hey, can you get some Band-Aids? And we're like, what happened? Rob was running by the pool, cut his foot wide open. 
running. That's why you don't run by pools. Like six, six minutes. Been telling you that since you were five years old. Yeah, I can just remember, like, seeing just seeing that can. I'm pretty sure it's slits malt liquor. Nasty ass shit. It'll get you drunk. We drank that because that was our main access. You drank it. Yes, my cousins and I. Oh Lord, we were young <laughs> when we went camping in the backyard. I just remember somebody puking in the middle of the night. Yeah, I don't like know. that. Sat, like everything just flashes back. Here's the deal: if Charlie ever asks to go camping, immediate no. No, there's no immediate camping. no. You're not camping. You're getting drunk in a field somewhere. Every damn time. I just feel like kids don't do that these days. They're not as tough as we were. I don't think they have to camp. I think they just go, like, hang out and be like, hey, mom, dad. There's some bitch-ass parents coming by for them. Yeah. Oh, you can do it. Under- no, listen. No. First Charlie's off. had a couple sleepovers, and I explicitly tell them, number one rule. <laughs> Stay out of the bourbon. Don't touch my bourbon. <laughs> not that I don't want to get you to get drunk. I don't want them to get drunk, but it ain't yours. You didn't put in on this. Number one, yeah, we should make it this whole like let's buy buy alcohol for your kids. You should drink no under this house. They got to go to Part BP your- and find a damn <laughs> older kid and beg them to go. Like they got to find you know the homeless guy. And you got to get drunk off the schlitz, like the nasty shit. Like do not start out on the good shit. That, like uh, and you know, yeah, or the our ki- the kids these days white claws peppermint. <laughs> Nasty. I can remember that going you're pretty to, sure nobody will find missing. <laughs> after a football banquet, then this is totally random. I'm going to name drop here. Oh, don't. They yeah. might get in trouble. They're not going to get in trouble. This was is the, it a kid so, or an adult? This was when I was a, a freshman in high school. Okay. Raymond Chin. <laughs> What's up, Raymond? <laughs> Jason Lassier. We went to Jason's Aww. house, and he had ghost schlagers. And I just remember just tasting. I did, we didn't get drunk or anything. It was the but coolest because it had little gold, gold flakes, flakes in it. In it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> nothing to see here. Nothing to see. Here. And I was like, oh, God, it's awful. But Well, that's so today there's this trend with the, the Borg. Borg, it's. Cyborg? Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. College students are taking um, their own. It's a nice hydration strategy. They're taking a gallon jug of water, mm-hmm. pouring some of it out, but also pouring in the alcohol of their choice. Into the water? Yeah, with some sort of flavoring. So it's as blended, like it's fruity. That sounds stupid. It, Google it. It's this fruity mix of stuff. So they walk around with their own gallon jug. Basically, it's like a personalized container Borg drink recipe: one gallon plastic jug, one bottle of vodka, mm-hmm. one can of one thing of mio. Yes, fill yes. the gallon container halfway with water, add the vodka, and then pour in the mio. Yeah. So you walk around all night. You have your own personal drink. It's like a fancier, not as nasty ass version like hooch. of hooch, which is what we just had hooch, and it was either in some random ass cooler, trash can, or whatever Rubbermaid container. Right. That somebody has created. 
and <laughs> you don't know what you don't know what's in it. So this is a way. Like I've seen other people in the realm of like like older people, like hey, quit shitting on them because it's probably smarter. True, they're keeping up with their own drink ratio, and they're <laughs> they're drinking. They're not just randomly drinking shit out of a bathtub. So, yeah. Hmm. Gold schlager with its gold flecks in it and whatever nasty crap we drank back in the day. That's interesting. Yeah. Borg. The Borg. And you get high and you stay hydrated. Your water's built in. I guess. Apparently. Funny enough, there's a little meme going around right now that's like. Y'all, we went to high school and middle school without a single water bottle. How did we ever make it? I know, right? There was no Stanleys. There were no Hydro Flask. And somebody posted. We had water fountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she she was posting about that. And I was like, and it was a strict one, two, three count. And you're off the fountain. When in elementary school, yes. for sure. That the like, next those... person up, you got up, you got your drink. The person in line behind you was like, one, two, three, and Damn what you. a cop. What a... Damn like you the, if you sl- sipped for longer than three. And then thinking about, which I don't know what football was like, but for whatever reason, I don't recall having like... I know we had water bottles in my home, but I never packed one to practice. I don't know that we ever bought bottled water. I'm not talking about bottled water, but I know we had like water bottles, like squeeze bottles, the squeeze top, but I never recall... Having one at practice. No, and, you had like that, yeah. And you just sprinted to the damn water fountain when it was your turn. I remember in my so senior year. So I've been year, dehydrated we got, since 82. We got ice towels. What? Yeah, because it was, you know, 100 degrees out and there was no, there was no canceling practice for heat index, heat index, but we had ice towels. So we would get, and then we put like during water breaks, you could. Drink water, go get an ice towel. Were you just drinking the ice towel water? That's disgusting. No, you just put it like on your neck or something. Yeah, we didn't have to worry about that. But yeah, some, we're just I showing played our ball age. Some hot ass gyms, but yeah, yeah. I when I first coached, that became a thing. Like in the summertime, you had to know what the heat index was. I was like, really? Were our coaches ever worried <laughs> about the heat index? Maybe that was a thing. I don't remember. Is sure as hell didn't get no ice towel though. Yeah, we got some. Uh, Did y'all get like little cucumbers to put over your eyes too? When you took a. <laughs> what is that even supposed to mean? <laughs> like an ice towel wrapped around your neck, cucumbers over your eyes. Like, I mean, it's just, like, we're relaxing. only sweating out every electrolyte <laughs> in our body during Hell Week, so. It's so hard. Act like it was hard. <laughs> How dare you? Oh. <laughs> hey, shout out Matt Chandler for continuing to send us his uh, making me feel bad for his daily runs. Guess what? If you don't want to run, you don't feel guilty. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him, I too. I feel zero guilt about it. Got on my elliptical today. Did my thing today. Felt fine. Zero guilt about that. Way. Even though... How come gym, I'm proud of him, but I still want to shit on Davey? Davy Doodle. You got to work that out in therapy. I don't know. This bitch today at the gym. <laughs> I, I wish you guys could see Abby. She's in her older, <laughs> swirling her bourbon. 
I was trying. I have some really screwed up. Like my hips can't like. Lift. Well, first of all, you woke up and you, and your back was thrown out. Yeah, like, but I I went in the first. I went to the gym, worked it all out, and I've been watching these guys like do all this stuff, like how to fix your hips and stuff. And I have my little tiny weight laying at a horizontal, like laying flat, trying to lift my leg over top of it. Mm-hmm. Like I've learned on TikTok. That's where all the news is. I look behind me. Girl behind me is literally doing, I guess she's doing a core hip. We must have the same algorithm. But she's got her weight vertical, meaning like I have to try to lift my leg two to three inches off the ground. She's going like a full six to eight inches and I can't do it. I think she's leaning back though. Lean back. But yeah, today was just a move your ass, do some cardio, core, hip, knee, back stuff at the gym. I'm going to lift hard tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm starting this. I told Abby today to keep me accountable. Every night before I go to bed, I'm going to do a list of five things I have to get done the next day. What happens if you don't do them? I guess that's on me. I don't. I mean, there's no punishment, but like, I think I would feel bad if I didn't get it done. Do I get to help you decide what needs to be done? No. Oh, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> I want your list of to dos. I've got so many things. Yeah. I am in a state of like. Avoidance paralysis right now. You are. It's bad. It's really bad. You got so much to do, and Abby's like, I just want to go somewhere today. (laughs) (laughs) I went to Goodwill. I needed to. It it was reminiscent of like 2004 when Abby'd be like, I'm bored. Yeah. I just did not want to like. And that that transferred to our daughter who was whining about the same thing. Oh my God. Call a friend or something. We were like, Where are your friends? Leave the house. I just want you to take me to Lexington. <laughs> no, no, I. There is nothing like unless I have to run an errand. Like I don't want to go and just shop. I have no desire. I went to Goodwill today, found things for her. That satisfied my need. What I was looking for. That little like here's a little mission, a little challenge. Go thrift, find something that you need. You found a. Amazing dress for her daughter. Yes. Eight dollars. Eight dollars. Eight dollars make you holla. I found a little book series that I can put on my shelf at school. Charlie's gonna read it first, but yeah. Like that fit like that met my need. So then while I'm there, I text her they have like these I the whole mom jeans I guess are still in, right? I don't know what that is. The, don't worry about it. Anyway, I texted. I'm like, hey, do you want these? Well, I don't know. What would I wear them with? Bitch, they are jeans. They what are, I wear them what with. What do you mean, what will I wear them with? <laughs> I said, you know what? No, not do it. Well, find me some cute shirt. No, I offered you an opportunity to go with me. I am not shop. I'm not your personal shopper. Yeah, we offered to go. And she, her argument for not going out was her impatience with Abby, <laughs> which I completely understand. And I was not going to chip in on that. I appreciate that. I was not going to feel that because I feel the same way. When I go to Goodwill, I have certain shelves and racks that I have to I have to hit. Yeah, but I would look and like my scan is so well for a minute, impulsive and I, quick. Like 
I'm not. I contemplated starting a Poshmark page, and I was like, I could buy these jeans and sell them, and would it be wait, worth wait, it? Wait, 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 let's rewind that. <laughs> I, I contemplated yeah. starting a Poshmark page. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which would put more work on you. Uh-huh. Yep. But I thought that's a good side gig. To make $7 a week. Maybe. I thought I was going to really flip these vintage Lee jeans into something. We've talked about side hustles on here, and I've basically erased that from my algorithm just because it's so. What do you mean? Just all most most of these advertised side hustles are just. If they're advertised, it's not a side hustle. It's just a real job. Yeah, it, it's if you it's know. advertised, what you're doing is seeing somebody else's side hustle is trying to get you into whatever it is they're doing. And it's, whoever's doing the side hustle is trying to teach you how to do it at a cost. Right. So, right, right, there's, right. so there's that barrier to saying. entry. Yeah. Literally what I'm saying. But I realized... I, but we can teach you how to podcast real cheap. <laughs> Come to I, our master class. I've had this little moral dilemma about whether or not I should. And I, I followed a few blogs. It wouldn't be something I started this year. About putting some of my teaching content up on Teachers Pay Teachers. and there's, That seems easy, though. It is-ish, and there's ways... And you're a consumer of that. Sometimes. Not... not. I don't feel as frequent this year. No. Um, well, there's a little bit of an like an ethical dilemma about like the, the amount of plagiarism that goes on and copyright issues that go on. Like, people just put up other people's stuff. It's not monitored very well. Um, well, like somebody takes somebody's so I I got into lesson a, right. I got into a blog and a, a woman basically said, for if you're planning just to do it like seriously side gig, like make a a hundred dollars extra a month on something. She she did the bare minimum. She had a couple of activities. She put them up there for a few dollars. Didn't touch it. It brought in some income. She thought for the amount of work she did, she was fine with that. Right. Then she kind of played with it, started adding some more stuff. But there's apparently a, a like a, a executive level where you pay teachers, pay teachers, and now they promote your stuff. They'll promote your stuff, like when things are searched and stuff. And I was like, oh hell, stupid. I don't. <laughs> that sounds like work. <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> and my issue is, after 19 years, I don't know how much stuff is original to me. Or things that I've taken from other people and I have, I almost always take something from someone else and remake it for my own, my own students, my own needs, my own, whatever it is. But I still don't know where that fits in the whole level of like copyright, plagiarism. I don't want to take somebody's stuff. Right. Um, I saw a post today. And it was a Slim Shady, hi, my name is, and they were talking about intros. But there were other things, too, and I was like, holy shit, I had a whole lesson back in, I mean, 10, 12 years ago that I did that was like how to avoid the Slim Shady intro, which was hi, my name is. And I was like, did this fucker like find my stuff? And it wasn't that. They did something different with it. But for a while there, I was like, that's when your stuff's out on the internet, that's where it goes. Like, anybody can take it. But it's the wild west. I just don't want to do a ton of work because I have plenty of that to do. Yeah, that's the thing is I look past and look into the next phase 
like there will be no side. I'll be, I have another job. I won't have a side hustle. Mm-hmm. But you get to be more selective about what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's a little overwhelming because I still feel like I'm 22. Do you? My body doesn't feel that way, but my brain does. We had this conversation, like looking around at work, though. I don't feel oh, 22. Oh, listen, anymore. I went to a meeting the other day. And it was petrified. Like I was, I was, oh my God. These are people, I could be these kids' dads. <laughs> yep. And it was, it was really eye-opening because I was them at one point mm-hmm. and I've never matured past that point per se. I can vouch for that. That's true. And I was just, it was, I don't know. It was interesting. But just seeing the the end of the road has been, and then looking at opportunities or trying to create your own opportunities. It's so weird because I've had this security blanket for the last 23 years. Yeah. You know, and granted they could have fired me if they wanted to, but. Like what if I had to sit on an interview? (laughs) That's, I had this conversation yesterday, literally yesterday. I said, when was the last time you had a job interview? I really didn't have a, like, I switched from the middle school to the high school and I did a phone conversation that was an interview because I couldn't make it to the interview. And I literally think I shouted into the phone while standing over a trash can while kids, my riding camp kids ate pizza and screamed behind me the entire time. That was my last job interview. We got some work to do ahead of us. Me yeah. before you though. Mm. But it's it's interesting times in the Thomas family. Oh, is it? Yeah. Your daughter's texting me wanting the TikTok code. I'm not giving it to her. Keep going. She's harassing. So we very publicly have, have discussed Harlan's autism and like there's a whole podcast you can listen to about where I was very drunk and and we talked about it and then we followed up last year. So this was, this makes two years into being parents of an autistic child. Mm-hmm. And what's weird now is that people. Wait, he was probably autistic the whole time. Oh yeah. But I'm saying, <laughs> you know. He's been autistic from the beginning. <laughs> but now, and I've never shied away from talking about it or, like, I don't treat him any different because he's autistic. No. But when other people start asking us or have questions about autism, it's like, wait, yeah, I guess I guess that is a thing. Like, people do want to, like, you know, how did you know when, when so did I got, you get them tested, all that stuff. I got a, um, and I've had a few different levels of conversations with a variety of people since Harlan's diagnosis. Um and very recently, somebody reached out like, so how did, how did this go? You've, you've mentioned your kid's autistic before, and I love how gentle people are when they enter into this. Look, I just, you're the parent of an autistic kid. Like, you do not have to, like, apologize or tiptoe around it. We don't at all. It's just part of it. Yeah. We do not tiptoe. We are probably opposite of that. We are um, parents dealing with autism. Yeah. And we're learning. And so, 
that question of, and I remember being in this place, but I don't remember having anybody that I specifically asked this question to. I was so silent about. Like you kept your fears inside or, or your concerns. The only or, person I had those concerns with, for the most part, I would share them with you. And you were completely in denial. I wouldn't say I was just dismissive. Yeah. Denial. So that's a river angel. <laughs> so this person reached out and was just like, you know, how did you how did you know? And I think that's probably if you are on the brink of kind of wondering. If you're at that point. If you're at that point, you probably know the answer. You you've had some questions and and autism can look like so many things. So when I say what Harlan was like, I can tell you, like, I remember sitting there and thinking, like, any given day, like, well, maybe he's not. But maybe, like, that's pretty tistic right there. Like, yeah. that's pretty, you know, and and never, and you can't do whatever that M M whatever is test where it's like 10 questions of yes, no, that you'll have to go through first. And you'll have to go through your pediatrician first. And, and you know... And they're not really set up for... They're not. They're not set... They are not the experts of neurodivergence. Like, listen. They know I whether, trust them to diagnose an earache. Right. They know ear infections. They know viral infections. Like, they... But unfortunately, the way it works is you usually go through your pediatrician to get that referral. Yeah. And we didn't have any problems getting to that step. But it wasn't our pediatrician that first brought up getting him evaluated. It was our speech therapist and our OT, our occupational therapist. And even then it was very, you know, I mean, just to rule it out. If you have questions, just to rule it out. And so, but but having someone reach out and say, how did you know? And, And I just wanted to reach through the messenger and hug them and be like, man, I know how, how many nights have you set up Googling this? Yeah. How many times have you read over and over and over every single story you could to try to find a story that matched your son, your daughter, your kid? Because that's what I did. I tried to find somebody who had every single symptom, late talker, sort of social, might respond to their name. Can they even hear me? <laughs> what? But we were going through that in a very weird period in the world. Absolutely. Where Harlan was isolated. Turns out he love he is very social. He thrives and and not in your typical sense, but he thrives being around other kids. Yeah. He's fine. As far as we know, he's fine around other people. Now that does not mean he's going to play the same with you necessarily but he's totally fine being at a park full of people yeah um he's going to say hi and but he still may very much play independently or parallel to somebody else but i just having that conversation reminded me what how lonely and weird and awkward it was so full transparency i am never, you know, going to shy away from a conversation about autism. I will talk about autism (laughs) 
with everything I know and I'll say right things and wrong things, but I, um, I had a chance to hang out with some other moms of, um, kids with disabilities and it's so, their, their kids are older. So it was so nice just to hear stories that they'd been through in some hard, hard, hard times, but knowing like how they got through them, what it was like, you know, I, th- I mean, I thought potty training was going to take me out <laughs> completely. <laughs> and now that's not even the, I mean. Yeah, he's potty trained now. Holla back. Ish, yeah. I have to, you know, you know what? You know what I can get him to do? I can get him. He pisses all over the toilet seat, all over it. Just like his mom. But I can say, hey, clean that up. And he'll get a rag and clean it up and throw it away and walk away. Like, I can't get somebody else to do the same. But I got him trained. So it, it's so nice to have those conversations. And I don't know what community looks like for parents with kids of autism. I know right now, like, we are on this brink of, and maybe it's just because we're in it. Maybe every parent who has had a kid with a disability has been at that brink of, like, we need to gather up. We need to get a community. Yeah. We got to do this now. Now is the time. I feel like that landscape is changing a little bit just because is it one in four? One, well, it's not one in four. One in ten kids is diagnosed with autism. And this is on top, you know, this is there's kids with all kinds of disabilities. But having those conversations and just, number one, finding people to talk to has been. Yeah. It normalizes everything. Like, yeah. you're not alone. Yeah. And that's with everything in life. This is what I was telling Charlie. You're not unique to it. Well, your situation is not unique. Yeah, no. You know, whatever you're going through, somebody else is going through the same thing. The, um, I listened to, there was a really hard conversation on pantsuit politics. It kind of happened accidentally this week because they were supposed to interview somebody about the war in Ukraine, but like she got the opportunity to go to Ukraine. So that interview fell through. Um, so they instead interviewed the lady who does the mental health survey, the national mental health survey. And there's so much. Like, it's pretty obvious that our teenagers and what we're learning now is like, especially our um, female teens and our LGBTQ plus teens are showing significant increase in mental health issues, big time. And so as a parent, how do you walk that boundary between what is it that, like, how can I normalize for you that you have anxiety or you're having some big mental health issues while also not piling onto like creating that more. Yeah. And so that was a really hard conversation and there needs to be a little bit like, not like, like telling Charlie, like you're not unique to this situation, but having that in a way to be like, you're not alone. Even on a budget quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. People, it does get better. Yeah. But while also not making them feel, not invalidating how they're feeling. Yeah. Like that's so hard to balance that, I think. I listened to a, a strong argument on how mental health issues are a luxury right now. Hmm. Like a hundred years ago, you didn't have the luxury to be depressed or anxious. Like you had to survive. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of, or we have it, everything's a little like, I think $50,000, like $50,000 salary. You're in the top 10% of the world. Maybe even less than that. Like, you know, you're, doesn't seem like a lot here but you're you're doing all right you know and how things are just way different now the things that we don't have to worry about you know but also the things we do have to worry about i think yeah and it's all the things we worry about now are mostly man-made like we've done it to ourselves you think like you should be You'd have to worry about where we're going to get our food, how we're going to build our shelter. You know, I got. Oh, you're I'm, talking I'm like, like primitive. Yeah, like shit. Like a, yeah, oh. you know, hundred years ago. And so we've we've created a, we've had amazing leaps and bounds in technology and mm -hmm. advancement of everything, but at what at what cost? Like, yeah, but we I can pick up a phone and and literally learn anything we want to learn in the world. I don't want to have to worry about where to get my food. I'm glad I don't have to do that. Well, that's why I'm so excited you've been looking into gardening. <laughs> I'm serious. It's happening. But back to back to dealing with being the parent of an autistic child in this moment like I don't I treat Harlan just like any like he doesn't get a pass for being autistic, right? Um yeah, but like, we and I don't see him different than like regular kids. But what what I think looms on the horizon for us is what's what's his situation look like when he's a teenager, right? When he's a young adult, right? I'm, I mean, I do look at Harlan different in that like we can't just knee jerk reaction. He has he has made our parenting better and different. Like we do have to angle that like we may not treat him differently we treat ourselves differently like we approach yeah. things differently because and i know i'm extremely patient with him when i'm in the same breath not that's that patient with charlie no <laughs> so in that regard you do because you know that your impatience with him he is so sensitive to um emotions and He's like an empath, you know. Like that vibe, he picks up on it and instantly like will react to it. And so sometimes that's not good because you don't want him to get yeah, angry. I, I don't yell at him. I right. don't like it's all redirection, smoke and mirrors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, even if like Charlie tried to get him to do something earlier, or that was yesterday, and she was trying to do the counting thing with him, yeah. that's a pretty typical like parent, which yeah, it's three, a sh- three, two. you're going to do that in three, two, by the way, it doesn't work with a neurotypical kid either. It's just an autistic kid will be like, want count with you. <laughs> yeah. And then be like, what are we doing? What the hell is this about? Yeah. Um, I, I think I get more and more scared when it comes time for school for him because. Well, the thing is, too, he's so smart. We are finding out more and more what he's capable of. But he has always been in an environment that is catered. Extremely structured. And that will not always be the case. And as a public school teacher, I also know what I am capable of doing in a room full of 25, 30 other individuals. When you have a Harlan in the room, how do I give him what he needs while also meeting the needs of others? Spoiler, it doesn't happen. (laughs) It's not happening. Somebody's Um, getting the shaft. Right, every single time. So... But that is the condition of what public school, like that's the landscape of public school. And then when you have, um, gosh, he's such like a movement-based kid. I'm so worried about. Sitting still for eight hours. Yeah. I don't want like, to. I don't, to sit still I don't want any kid, by the way. I don't want any kid to sit still for that long. Double, triple the recess. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> because I am finding, like, what we're learning about him is when he's doing certain movements with his body and there's like this whole like primitive reflex stuff out there that is so cool to learn about. But when Harlan's doing certain things with his body physically, it literally like unlocks his brain. Oh yeah. It's he insane. Went, he went to occupational therapy last week and whatever they did, <laughs> whatever voodoo Heather pool. He was on a got scooter. Him to do, yeah. He was belly. on a scooter. Listen, he did not shut up. He was just, I, and I and I even t- I was like, whatever you did, he's like Fired he's up. he's on it today. But it was just, it's crazy how that works. I love that. I need some of that in my life. Um, but I, I think we have that. We do have that in our life. Like when we, we do have, exercise. yeah. When we exercise, we are different people. Um, and we know that. So it. We've got to, like, it's insane that we don't tap into that. And it's hard to think about what it's going to be like for him in the future and that we don't want to treat him differently. But also, he and about, oh, every single other kid, they are different. They have different needs. And, ooh, get very convicted when I think about him and I think about what I do and how we need to teach and learn and parent our kids. You know, even Charlie, man, seeing her, like, be at home <laughs> while she was trying to heal from her tonsil surgery. You would have thought we'd had her locked in a tower never to see others again. Like she was so biting at the bit to like get out and, and do something and do something and see people and talk to people. <laughs> like it was like releasing a Labrador retriever to school, you know, when she finally got out and got to be around people and you know, I, it's to meet that need for her is so hard when I am not that kind of person and would rather not 
go and be and do. I think I was when I was younger. I loved being out and going places and being around people. I get when she gets pissed that she stays in the house, quote, all day long. But but she's also very busy. She is. I like being at home. I think I've I have become increasingly introverted. It's really hard when you have a completely extrovert kid in that regard. I don't know. You mix that with the end of the world. It all feels very heavy. No shit. If this is the apocalypse. At least the weather's nice. <laughs> it was really nice. It was really nice the other day. I saw a little TikTok guy was like, you know, if this is it, this is the end. It's really pretty. Yeah. Today. But, you know, it is going to suck if we do have to go in the apocalypse and we got stuck with a 14-year-old girl and an autistic 5-year-old. That's gonna, that, that's bullshit. That's not fair. Neither one of... What? what? We ain't lasting long. No, we're not. <laughs> Nobody's going to take us in. We've got nothing to offer. Urban. That's it. <laughs> Get everybody drunk. Humor. Entertainment. That's it. We can, and, is really entertainment... <laughs> Is is entertainment a high priority in times? Not of survival. <laughs> Not that I'm aware of in survival. Oh my god, it's so wild. Char- Charlie started getting weirded out about the um, East Palestine train derailment. That thing. All, that, all that stuff is crazy to me. And. She starts sending me TikToks, and she's like, it's happening. <laughs> it's like, what's happening? Watch the water. <laughs> so now That's how they get you. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you think about it, when you're a water source. <laughs> but the memes. <laughs> Once again. My favorite was. Once again. When the me- turtles from East Palestine have developed an affinity for pizza and martial arts. The Ninja Turtles. That's what I'm talking That's about. That's comes about. Yeah. Where's Captain Planet when you need him? He is gone. <laughs> he has left. <laughs> He's where would he even like his head exploded sometime around like it's snowing in Hollywood. We haven't seen a snow day here. It's not at Christmas. I don't think I it's done. It's over. Yeah. I remember a few years ago it snowed really bad. Spring break. Like around my birthday. Yeah. Like I got snowed in up in Louisville first week of March, but it's not even on the horizon No. next week, so it's over. No. Springtime is here. Excited. We've but it may be here permanently. <laughs> just spring? Spring, summer, fires of hell. Repent now. Yeah. Get on that. Go to a revival. And get the measles. <laughs> that's <laughs> like it, it, It's funny that that's the news story because whatever your take is on religion and, and spirituality, like uh, I think it became a, a thing, right? Like it attracted a lot of people to see, one, curious to see what was going on. Sure, and I get that. Yeah. You know. People made and pilgrimages. There was, listen, there's there's good stuff. There's bad stuff. You know, there was there's argument that that the uh, Asbury is not as inclusive. You know, to to different types of people mm-hmm. and whatever. You know, like 
like Rupp was going to open up this weekend for a prayer thing. Cool. Like if there's that's a, fine. If there's, Go for it. I'd love, I think there's um, local churches so around here starting to do that. Yeah. If you're so convicted, let that be a part of it. Go, go, go do that. But for the, for the news to be like, somebody got the measles there. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no shit. There's probably a lot of, <laughs> a lot of stuff. Remember that, that leper that Jesus healed? Like they were there. Yeah, like it's gonna be okay. But did anybody what was it at Woodstock? The bad weed or the bad LSD or something? I, I bet that didn't happen at this gathering. I don't know. Probably not. Well, if there's some magic mushrooms there, you know, <laughs> that's what kept the revival going. Yeah. Some psilocybin. Isn't Jesus a mushroom? Isn't that a theory? There's theories about the Dead Sea Scrolls and the original Bible being like Something like that, like <laughs> mushrooms and I don't know. I just say I don't know. It's it's a whacked out theory. Like some guy wrote that, that originally transcribed it, wrote a book about it, and allegedly the Catholic Church bought every copy of it just to get it out of existence. <laughs> I don't know. It's like this. Who's to say? Let it go. Let it, let it get out there. See if That's it gets my thing. Traction. Like, I'm not gonna be too judgy about what you believe in because that's a very personal thing mm-hmm. like i've been on I've, I've been on yogi tiktok this yo this what master, tell me more yeah, like this master i've yogi. not heard of this i've been today he, one of the things was he was talking about religion and it was whatever it is to transcend you to be a better person okay you know whatever if it's worship if it's a ritual whatever it's to like it's about personal accountability to to make you a better person, in a in a like a spiritual sense. But is it to be a better person because you're making yourself better, or you're making the world better? I think well, better? I, I think it goes hand in hand. Okay. And I'm just like that's probably right. I'm just curious about your algorithm some days. <sighs> well, you've seen my Instagram algorithm really screwed up. It's it, a it needs Jesus. You need a revival on that thing. It's filth and trash. I don't check Instagram a lot. You need to start looking up other things. I, I don't look up anything. Okay, that stuff just magically appears. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> it knows your- me. It, it It listens to me. Guilt the is all over your The algorithm listens to me. 99 cent pay-per-view over here. Ooh. <laughs> bargain. Looking back, bargain. <laughs> Who's to say? That one's for the OGs. <laughs> yeah. We, um, this week we've decided to, Abby found it, technology brings us together as Abby found an app to really track and manage our finances. And I, I've been, hey, they charge. need to sponsor us. Get them. No, they us. don't. They <laughs> need to cancel our subscription. <laughs> Go the hell away. Yeah. You know, we, we tell rocket money, right? Which I'm sure there's a bunch of apps out there like that, but it, I think you, it had, it, you, it had, a, it says formally true bill. Yeah. It used to be. So it tracks everything. I love it. And there were some truths there that I really didn't want to accept. What do you mean? 
my gas station bill over the last <laughs> 10 months. Like, we've talked about it openly before. But when you start, like... When you when it's like, when when reality's looking at you in the face... So it will take everything you've spent, like, at Kroger, for example. And in our head, because I've just been getting on the Kroger app, and Kroger will tell me how much our pickup orders are. And I've been averaging that in. I'm like, oh, we don't spend that much on groceries. There's weeks I go to Kroger four times a week. <laughs> what we weren't accounting for, <laughs> just... It's so stupid. Like we are smart, intelligent people. So I'm like, oh yeah, we're not we're not spending that much. Like we really do a great job when we're couponing and we get what we want. And we have come a long way in the world of groceries since we first used to go to like Walmart and just blow three hundred dollars on like whatever pre kids and yeah, (laughs) frozen meals. Like we we still don't cook as much as we should. No. But we have factor meals for that. We do. Well, and and honestly, like right now, I would love to know. I know for a fact that other people who are dealing with, you know, an autistic kid who eats a, like we got to enter, not introduce, but we added waffles back into the rotation tonight after a year-long, year-long hiatus on waffles. So when you've got one kid who's autistic and only eats four to five things. Um, one adult who has half a stomach may want to eat or may just eat 29 popsicles um, throughout the day. And then, you know, Charlie, is, is she coming home? Well, she can either eat dinner at 4 o'clock or at 9 o'clock. There is no other option with her schedule. So... We're not cooking right now. It's not the season for us, and I'm not going to feel guilty about that shit anymore. And so she and I have worked out like a couple meals that she knows how to make. I know how to make for her, and and that's the thing. But, yeah, so grocery-wise, it sucks. But we're trying not to let it turn into let's go get Mexican and blow, what is it, like $45, $50? Inflation. Inflation is a... It's wild. So, that we're trying to at least cut that back, but... It's about time we honestly got into adulting a little bit. We're going to really... Like, just letting, like, seeing it is wonderful. And knowing what's there. um, And not just dropping in and spending money, which... I don't feel like I do a lot. I I don't know where my end of the spending goes. I'll take the blame this. for most of it. I do love a trip to Goodwill, but I feel like I saved money today since Charlie needed, she needed a new outfit for her mock trial stuff. So, If you uh, follow us on the social medias, let us know if you want a group podcast from Nashville. In no, two weeks. I can't. There is no way you in were hell. the one that brought it up. You, it was l- your idea. There's no way I would have said such a thing. <laughs> deep fake, complete deep fake. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. I can't. In sound mind and body, there is no way. We don't anything. have to release it. it can just okay, be we can personal. do that, but we save it, and it can go down in the. I've vault. had some ideas to really broaden the horizons of this podcast, and they get shot down every week. 
Okay, you've had all idea, no, and it's I've getting shot more. down every single time. I think we host like a live therapy session. How about that? We've turned that down twice. Like a real one. Like a therapist comes in and talks. That's what we had. I don't think that's what that was. <laughs> I don't know. But it's fun. So I just, I'm terrified if we did a Nashville podcast. Well, again, we don't have to release it. Okay. So nobody's going to But I'd it. probably release it. <laughs> Slide it out there. Clips of it. Somebody get in trouble. Yes. Well, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? There are so, like, the moment you just opened your mouth, you just invited <laughs> the universe to show off what it can do. And she loves to show us. How does she? Because they fuck things up. That's why. You're an asshole. <laughs> you, you started it. <laughs> so yeah that's we got a busy schedule we got this stupid ass mock trial it's not stupid it's not but it's not a spectator sport i went and watched i got to be a juror i mean i just sat in the jury box so they had i was gonna say you didn't it. really yeah <laughs> do much shout out to um they did a scrimmage and a local amazing human and photographer, Megan Tibbs, went and took pictures. And Did you know some of the pictures? See the back of my head. Oh, you can? I didn't yeah. notice. Because um, I could, you ever get that feeling like somebody's right behind you? Mm-hmm. She'd be right behind me. <laughs> well, I mean, every single, I don't know how many pictures of Charlie there are of her talking and making faces. I want to All make. All animated. A meme of every single one of them. She did an amazing job. It's hilarious. Oh, she's the best. Yeah, but what what she has documented in in the last however many years for this community. That's so invaluable. Like, how cool. You know, we just had, um, growing up, you know, a grandparent or a parent taking whatever. Yeah. You know, I was really lucky. We had Susan Chin. Yes, Susan Chin. We had my Pappy Duke. You know, Vicky was out there taking pictures. Oh, yeah. Like, What's up, Vicky? you know, like I can, there's a tub sitting right over there that has God knows how many just pictures of this. Our same, basement really is a national archive. It is. Of, you know, some random basketball game, you know, horrible pictures, but, you know, it's chronicled. It's there. Whereas if I look back at, you know, is this Penelope Bourbon not amazing? It's good. I just, I can't, I can't multitask here. I'm afraid if I take too big of a drink, it'll make me start coughing. Why don't you start coughing? Because it did the first time, and I've been nervous about it ever since. I like bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> I like apples. Are you saying- <laughs> what? Are you drunk? You I don't feel dared. I, listen, when I stand up, I probably am drunk. Is that how honest. you know? I've been reading about people who take Wegovy and Oz and Monjaro, and there seems to be like they want they. Some people say they can spend tons of money on drinks and stuff and never catch a buzz, and then some other people, people get drunk real fast. Yeah, so it's really inconsistent, but they they distinctly see a change in how they're processing, their body's processing. Um, 
You know what's funny for me is when Charlie got her, when she got her tonsils out, Mm -hmm. she was basically on a liquid diet for just a few days. Mm -hmm. And I think it mentally, it really messed with her. Like she really wanted to eat, but she couldn't. And, and I told her, I was like, I feel your pain. I, Mm -hmm. I, I willing without surgery, I did, I had to do that. And then due to surgery, I had to do that. Uh Granted, physically, I couldn't. I mean, she couldn't either, but a little, like a little I made the different. choice to do that. Right. And that's what I think anybody who's going through that bariatric process, that's one thing that they don't really prepare you for mm-hmm. is one, the, the social element of eating, mm-hmm. the, whether it be a celebration or a tradition, you know, yeah. just a, a habit of when and granted the first like I'm almost six months post op. Uh-huh. One hundred and five ish pounds down. That's right. right away. That's right. And I eat like an asshole. Popsicles. I mean I I would I'm just I just wasn't as much research and as much as I went on my own and through therapy and through just the whole process, thought I was prepared for it. Mm. There's no way in hell anybody can be prepared for that. Right. Like tonight. So, Abby's mom graciously got us some hibachi the other night. I got a la carte, just the rice and chicken separate. Like, five bucks. Mm-hmm. That was four meals for me. It's wild. When Where usually is- I could eat a whole hibachi meal with extra chicken or, mm-hmm. you know, like... That was always my thing was I couldn't just eat a meal. It had to be something extra. Yeah. You know, I couldn't get like a number one at McDonald's. It had to be a number one and, a, and two chicken fajitas back in the day. You know oh, what I mean? Shit. Shout out chicken fajitas. Bring them back. But now one of the things is that um, Abby's turned me on. Abby by accident got a caramel iced coffee with the extra caramel i ordered she ordered a black coffee and they gave black her this iced coffee no cream no sugar and i got this fancy schmancy thing hey sh- fancy is two it, squirts of caramel and coffee it, i got a a cup of sugar also back on the coffee guys super pumped about that <laughs> very exciting. i was it, it i need to try eggs again which i've had eggs in like Breakfast burritos, yeah. things, so it didn't bother me. But yeah. as far as just making eggs, but so she, I, I, she's got me this. I got one Friday, and she got me one today. Let me tell you, the first time I drank about half of it, and I was Use buzzing. Your app and you get it for ninety nine cents. I was buzzing. Yes. I don't know if it's the sugar and the caffeine. You're literally drinking nothing but sugar. That yeah. is, I, I took a drink and it was disgusting. <sighs> it was. It wasn't disgusting. It was very tasty. No, I don't like it. I don't. There's. I don't like. I've Agreed tried the caramel drinks, and they're okay. I just don't like them. What other flavors they got? That I can have them. I don't know. I think it's just caramel and. What uh, if we put bourbon in it? No. Okay. No. Ew. Bourbon cream. Bourbon cream, maybe, but not no. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I don't really know where I was going with that, but I don't uh, either on that. <laughs> But I'm back on the coffee. But, yeah. 
You well, you were talking about just the, about told the her, mental part like, of eating. Like today, do not give me a large because I can't drink the whole thing. And like I said, I was. Can't you divide it up into a couple? You should freeze part of it. I am. Well, am I a pilgrim? What I'm the not. hell? So last week I froze, froze some eggs. <laughs> I thought it was an ice pack. <laughs> you Gary about ruined them. Brought because I, for whatever reason, had a headache. Randomly, probably the water. You got probably some the Palestine yeah. water. And immediately, I think the worst. Like, is this what a migraine feels? I don't get headaches. I'm not a person who walks around and pops Tylenol because they have a headache or whatever. Pop a Molly. I'm sweating. But Gary graciously let me come home and kind of just zone out, dark room. I didn't let her. Like, she didn't need my permission. No, like you, you want, like you said, go lay down. I got this. First of all, we'll end on this. I celebrate when Abby wants to take a nap, rest, go do her thing. I try to leave her alone. I draw the curtains, turn the lights out, shut the door, try to keep the kids off of her. But I feel like when I lay down, and this may just be my perception, I don't know. Everybody finds me. That's bullshit. (laughs) Such bullshit. Such bullshit. Number one. I, I, I still will leave it at that. You can know, be, I will be in my casket, and Harlan's going to pop over and say "poop and phone," hands down. Like it's going to happen. It's Mom, cute though. It's time for a poop and phone, and Charlie's going to want something. She's going to want to show me something and discuss a book at length. And you know, I woke up the next morning, and there was a popsicle. In the middle of the kitchen floor, completely melted. Just who knows? I don't know who where knows? That came from. Who's to say? Who's to say? But Gary will lay down, and it's me. Like if I go in and like if I just like lay down, then it's not that she lays down. The whole so. circus comes in with me. Yeah, but then you're like pissed about it. I'm not. Again. I try to accommodate you, make you feel great, let you lay down. You lay down all the time, so it's like, is this like <laughs> at least special once a night special occasion? You have actually yelled at me for like coming to bed. You're like, are you coming in here? Yeah, it is nine o'clock. That's my bedtime. That's Gary's. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's Gary's. Nine o'clock <laughs> is her turn. TikTok on. Uh, will you get up and get me and turn that light off? You know, it's like. And Gary's going to watch Rust. What is more soothing at nighttime than people screaming? I'm thinking about actually putting my phone in the living room when I go to bed. I support this. You need to get an alarm clock, though, for our bedroom. (laughs) Because that scares me that I will not wake up. Let's just get a couple roosters. As long as we don't have to listen to your stupid alarm. I'm fine with it. It does jolt you out of your bed. It scared me. Scares me. Best kind of alarm. No, it's not. I don't think there's anything healthy about that. I think doctors and psychologists would say that is very unhealthy <laughs> to wake up to somebody screaming at you like that, uh, just cussing at you. You've just offended every member of the armed services. How? That's how they wake up. They chose that. I, I did not choose to be yelled at. Okay. Opposite. I want. A nudging and 
light peeking through the window. <laughs> if you made it this far, just know we truly appreciate you listening to our ramblings. This will be on the internet forever. Yeah, just you randomly looking out into space and saying, I love bourbon. I drank a little a bit lot. of bourbon. I didn't drink a lot. I drank more than you did. I was trying to get her drunk. She go to bed and leave me alone. Hate <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, remember, we've got a new YouTube page. We're going to figure out how to get this going. We're allegedly over spring break, which is a month away. We're going to redo all this down here. So I'm excited for that. I'm in. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Podcast studio tour coming up on YouTube. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at Close Enough. Instagram, we don't have a Twitter, uh, TikTok. Tiki-talkie. Not YouTube. We'll try to be more consistent because we love you and we hope you come back. And we hope you, there's some va- you get some value of listening. Hopefully we normalize parenting for you. There's not some cookie cutter like Stepford Wives type <laughs> vibe out there like we're we're human. We make mistakes. We do this. We do it horribly. Do not follow us for advice. I will, but but we'll give you. We'll give it to you. Just know we cannot be held responsible. Yeah. All this is just advice. Do whatever you want to do. So yeah, if you love us, share this with a friend. Word of mouth is how podcasts live and die. And for the people that listen, this is what I don't get. How people find us in the drought weeks. Like you look and there's still people listening every day. You're like, what? Why? What are you doing? <laughs> what? Like, what's happening? What are you doing? Why are you, are you listening to episode 27? Like, I don't want to get that. <laughs> and you definitely know? say something so that I will like giggle and be like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. But tell me. Let me know. Yeah. So come back next week. Or next month, whenever. Like, listen to this whenever you want to. There's no pressure. It's going to be here forever. Forever, ever? Forever, ever. I love you. I love you. Until next week. Toodaloo. Bye. Yeah. Hey, everybody. My name is E-Double. Their name is PJ Harvey. Let's go. Mama told me. Yeah. Black Paisley. Mama told me. Yeah, yeah, come on My mama told me One day I'ma grow up big And I'ma be a king And my papa told me It's okay to say what shit hurts Don't forget your dreams Cause they'll get you through this So-called life they call living But I call it strange And I bet I'll do it Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic Ready to upgrade your style game Without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.